This is a first for the University of Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bearcats in over 20 years. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Bearcats podcast on this Tuesday, May 16th. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Locked On Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button, follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. The countdown continues 109 days away from the first the season opener for the Cincinnati Bearcats against the Eastern Kentucky Colonels at historic, excuse me, Nippert Stadium Saturday, September 2nd. So, what's this first for the University of Cincinnati in over 20 years? Sauce Gardner will be on the cover of Sports Illustrated in newsstands. Is newsstand a word still used nowadays? It'll be in stands. May 22nd, so next Monday, Sauce Gardner on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I have read the article on SI.com. Connor Orr, fantastic writer, wrote the wrote the story. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I am going to tell you without telling you what's written, my biggest takeaways from the article. The story. Sauce Gardner has the opportunity when all is said and done, and I know he's only played one season. But when you think about what he accomplished his rookie season, Pro Bowl, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and First Team All-Pro, there is a great chance that Sauce Gardner, when all is said and done, when he has played his whole career, will be the greatest athlete ever from the University of Cincinnati. Right now, he might be the greatest athlete from the University of Cincinnati since Oscar Robertson. Now, Travis Kelsey makes a strong argument. Kenya Martin makes a strong argument. But Sauce Gardner certainly, I think, takes the cake for the most dominant athlete since Sandy Koufax. And these are historic names that I'm throwing out here. But when you think about what Sauce Gardner accomplished at Cincinnati, which we all know the big stat was he did not allow a single touchdown in three seasons. In 33 starts, no touchdowns allowed. And that's after being sixth on the depth chart. And then... He became the Bearcats' first first-round pick since 1971. It's one thing to be a first-round pick. It's another thing to actually deliver in the NFL. We didn't really know if he was going to actually be a good corner, nonetheless a great corner in the NFL. But it's become abundantly clear after one season that's just who Sauce Gardner is. Only allowing one touchdown last season. Just one. And he went up against some pretty damn good receivers, including Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Now, he's going to be in a division where there are great receivers across the board. He also now has a quarterback that he's going to go up against every day in practice in Aaron Rodgers. But when I think of Sauce Gardner, and, and there have been there have been two other times, two times, where the University of Cincinnati has graced the cover of Sports Illustrated just two times in the school's history 
have they graced the cover of Sports Illustrated? In late 1996, Danny Fortson on the college basketball preview issue, the Bearcats were projected to have a really good 96-97 season. They were coming off of a an Elite Eight appearance the year before. Ultimately, they lost in the second round of the year. But still, to have a Bearcats player on the college basketball preview cover of Sports Illustrated. And then way back in March of 1963, Bearcats, then Bearcats head coach Ed Juker, or Ed Jucker, excuse me. I always mispronounce his name at first. Ed Jucker and, and Bearcats players surrounding him as he cuts down the nets. I believe that's as the Bearcats win a regional championship in the 1963 NCAA tournament. This is elite company. Now, there have been there has been a Bearcats player, or a Bearcat alum, I should say, who has graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. Kenya Martin did in 2002. Sorry for the alert that came on my laptop if you're watching on YouTube or listening on wherever you get your podcast and audio. But Sauce Gardner now has the opportunity to be the greatest athlete to ever come out of the University of Cincinnati. He has the opportunity to be the most dominant athlete to come out of the University of Cincinnati. And when I put him in the same class as Sandy Koufax, I don't take that lightly. I don't say that just to say it. Because Sauce Gardner, if he continues this dominance, is going to remind me a lot of Sandy Koufax. I wasn't alive for when Koufax pitched, but I have looked at his stats, and I have seen highlights of him. Man, was he good from 62 through 66. Sauce Gardner had the opportunity to do that in the NFL. But what's really interesting also, and why this is so great for the University of Cincinnati that Sauce Gardner is on the cover of Sports Illustrated, it's the fact that he is universally loved and respected throughout the University of Cincinnati. Kenya Martin has caused maybe some of you to kind of, you know, wonder why is he criticizing all of UC's basketball hires. And I get it. Kenya Martin is a strong voice. He played for Bob Huggins. But Kenya Martin, I don't think Kenya... And the thing, too, is Kenya Martin played in an era where there wasn't all digital and social media like there is now. Sauce Gardner played at the height of the social media age. If that height, if that height is even has even ended, which I don't think it has. So you get a player who everybody loves, Bearcat student, Bearcat alum, Bearcats fan, and it's great to see him. The other thing I think about is and there's many things I think about. He plays in New York. He plays for the New York Jets. And I get it. They have had a lousy recent history. No playoff appearances since 2010. They have not been to a Super Bowl since 1968. The New York Jets are still a relevant franchise. Because they play in New York. Because of their fan base. Now they have a star in Sauce Gardner who, by the way, was able to lure Aaron Rodgers and a cast of other players, and now all of a sudden the New York Jets are being talked about as contenders, not just to win a very difficult AFC East, but also the AFC, which is very, very vaunted, as we know. But Sauce Gardner 
And I think what's more impressive in his play on the field is, and if you read the article either online or where you or when you get the issue in stance next Monday, I hope you take away that he is just as good, if not better, of a man off the field as he is on the field. He reminds me of Derek Jeter. I seriously say that. Because when you play in New York and you're a star, you can let that get to you very easily. Sauce Gardner keeps a very low profile, as he should. And that's why this is so great for him, the University of Cincinnati, and everybody associated with Sauce Gardner. Fantastic news. Fantastic achievement for him. And just a great, great connection back to the University of Cincinnati. Speaking of the Jets and Sauce Gardner, when can you see him, the Jets, and several other Bearcats this season? The NFL schedule released last Thursday. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to tell you when you can see some of your favorite Bearcats and some of mine as well. That's after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories? You need the best tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try this. If you're like me and want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, well, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And guess what? You can head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, just run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day for everyday listeners. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to be doing a, a state of the program, a state of the Bearcats football program following the conclusion of the second transfer portal window and leading up to the Bearcats day one tour coming to Columbus, Ohio and beginning tomorrow in Cleveland. That is starting tomorrow. I will be there on Thursday at the Brew Dog Dog Tap here in Columbus. Looking forward to seeing some of you there as the Bearcats kick off the Big 12 era with the day one tour. All right, so the NFL schedule was released this past Thursday where you can see some Bearcats this year. You're going to see a lot of Bearcats. Most notably, Sauce Gardner and Travis Kelsey. And if there's any two players that you could see, these two are definitely the ones you want to see. So the New York Jets, naturally, because they just got Aaron Rodgers, because they play in New York, have six primetime games. I have no problem with that. I don't have any problem with that. The Jets are going to get monster ratings regardless of when they play. And you will have the opportunity to see them 10 times this season. And how about this? By the way, the Jets last year only had one primetime game 
That was in week 16 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got blown out 19-3. to This year, the Jets will open the season on Monday Night Football. How about that? Sauce Gardner taking the Monday Night Football stage against the three-time defending AFC East champions, the Buffalo Bills. How about that? A division rivalry going to be reignited. The Bills, they're still looking like they're still looking like contenders. The Jets hoping to crack the playoffs for the first time since 2010. What better way to kick things off than with a Monday night football matchup? The Jets beat the Bills last year. You're going to see some great players. Sauce Gardner against Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. This is exactly what the doctor ordered for week one, Monday night football in the Big Apples. That's the first time you can see Sauce Gardner. Cannot wait for that. Obviously, it's going to be an emotional night for New Yorkers, given that is the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. So, the Jets then have a Week 2 game at the Dallas Cowboys. That should be the CBS game of the week with Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson. That's going to be another marquee game in Dallas. The last time Sauce Gardner, of course, played in Dallas, we all know this, the college football playoff where he really did a nice job against Alabama star wideout, then Alabama star wideout, Jamison Williams now, Williams, a member of the Detroit Lions. The Jets then have a Sunday night home game against the Kansas City Chiefs week four. How about that? We get to see both Sauce Gardner and Travis Kelsey in the same game with Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth and Melissa Stark on the call for NBC. That's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. I'm looking forward to watching that game with some Bearcats highlighting the matchup, in addition, of course, to Patrick Mahomes. And Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, is the first time they will oppose each other in the same game. Remember, Rodgers missed the 2021 matchup because of a COVID-19 diagnosis, positive test. And then Patrick Mahomes was hurt for the matchup in 2019 with, I believe it was a sprained MCL. It was a knee injury that kept him out for two games. So finally, Mahomes versus Rodgers, you get to see that this season. How does Patrick Mahomes attack Sauce Gardner? That's going to be a really... Interesting topic. Then we've got, let's see, we've got week five. The Jets are at the Broncos. I'm not sure if that'll be the CBS game of the week. Uh, there, there's a, there's, there are weeks where CBS has a lot of good games on the schedule. That week in particular, you will probably, well, the other game is Chiefs-Vikings. That's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens there. But, hey, Sauce Gardner going up against Russell Wilson, just like he did last year. Actually, I don't know if he did did he go up against him last year? I think, I think Wilson got hurt that game, actually. Sorry for my allergies. Uh, anyway, next week, the Jets are at are home against the reigning NFC champion Eagles. Then they've got the Chargers. Monday Night Football Week 9 against Justin Herbert. That's going to be fun to watch. Then they're at Las Vegas. So we'll see Trey Tucker. Maybe Sauce Gardner up against Trey Tucker. Ooh-hoo. Jets are at the Raiders. Week 10 on my birthday. Week 10. On Sunday Night Football in Las Vegas, Sauce Gardner taking Las Vegas, the same place where he was drafted in 2022. Then they're at the Bills, Week 11. They are on Amazon Prime Video Black Friday at 3 o'clock against the Dolphins. Ooh, Sauce Gardner against the speedy receivers of the Miami Dolphins. Then they are at the Browns on Amazon Prime Video on Thursday, December 20th. So numerous opportunities to see the Jets. The Chiefs, you want to see Travis Kelsey? Well, 
every one of their games, but three, it starts at 425 or later. And the only three that don't, one is on Christmas, one is in Germany, the other is a week two game against Jacksonville, which might be a national viewing window. So we'll see there. Uh, I mentioned him earlier, Trey Tucker, the Raiders got five primetime games, actually really six, uh, six number one games. I don't know how they got that, but okay. Week three, I said at Raiders, I meant to say versus the Steelers on Sunday night football. That is week three. Week five, they're at home against the Packers, Monday night football. Then week eight, they're at the Lions on Monday night football. Week 10, they're against the Jets on Sunday night football. I already mentioned that. And then week 15 versus the Chargers on Thursday night football. Then at Christmas, they're at the Chiefs. That's the first Christmas game, 1 o'clock on CBS. Tyler Scott and the Bears. You got an opportunity to see Tyler Scott. Bears got five marquee games. Week one against the Packers, 425 on Fox. Week three, they're at the Chiefs. Another 425 game. Week five, they're at the Commanders, Thursday night football. Week seven, they're against the they're at the or week eight, excuse me, they're at the Chargers on Sunday night football. And then week 12, they're at the Vikings on Monday night football. Josh Wiley, you'll get to see him sometimes as well, potentially. Week six, the Titans are in London against the Ravens. Week nine, they're at Pittsburgh on Thursday night football. And then week 14, they're at Miami. On Monday Night Football. I am a little bummed for Desmond Ritter. The Falcons did not get a primetime game this year. I think that's going to change after this year. I really think the Falcons are going to be in for a surprise season. Potentially a postseason run. All right. So speaking of that, of course, with the NFL schedule coming out last week, the Bengals schedule also released. I'll share my thoughts on that. Plus my schedule predictions, which this is just right now, but I'll get into that after a word from... Actually, we'll do that next here on Mock Tom Bearcats. Cincinnati Bengals 2023 schedule released. I think it's really favorable. I think the fact that the Bengals get to start in the state of Ohio the first three weeks of the season is really huge. I think there's a lot of, in the back half, there's a lot of change in routine. Consider this. For the Bengals' last nine games, they go Sunday to Thursday, Houston-Baltimore, Thursday to Sunday, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Then Sunday, Monday, Pittsburgh-Jacksonville. Monday, Sunday, Jacksonville-Indianapolis. Sunday, potentially Saturday, you think, against Minnesota. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, against from Minnesota to Pittsburgh. Saturday, Sunday, from Pittsburgh to Kansas City. And then you don't know if they're going to get a Sunday-Saturday game. So a lot of change in routine going to happen for the back half of the season. Not overly upset that they have only four primetime games. I I think they'll essentially have six because I think the Vikings-Bengals game week 15 will be an 8-15 game. And then the Pittsburgh game at 4-30 on the Saturday before Christmas is essentially a primetime game. So I feel like though, and the Rams, sorry for my allergies again, the Rams, they are a revenge game. We know that. But I feel like every game is going to lead up to the Kansas City game, the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game in Week 17 on New Year's Eve. How about the fact that we're a fan that that, that if you're listening to this and you're a Bengals fan like me, and the Bengals, you're a fan of a team whose game got announced on CBS's National Morning News show. 
How cool is that? Like, forget about forget that they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Forget about all that happened at the end. Forget how they how last year ended. You are a fan of a team that is nationally relevant, and not nationally relevant because excuse me, some media members might think they're a fluke. They're nationally relevant because they backed up last year what they did the year before. That's really cool. Um, I don't love opening up in Cleveland just because of what's happened in the last five years, especially last year on Monday Night Football. Jacksonville on Monday Night Football, which I said all offseason that was going to be a marquee game. I didn't expect it to be a Monday Night game, but really, really credit the NFL for doing that. Um, That could be a trip-up game. That's the Jaguars' first Monday night home game in 16 years. To give you some perspective on that, George W. Bush was president the last time the Jaguars had a Monday night home game. And I'm pretty sure BlackBerry was the popular phone at the time. So, I think it's a really favorable schedule, though. The first six games, not overly difficult. Yeah, the Browns and Ravens opening up with two division games. That's definitely daunting. You drop both those games, you are really in trouble. But the good news is, I think the Bengals are a much improved team. What they did last year when they were doubted every single week, I think showed that they turned the corner completely. Because, yeah, the Super Bowl run came out of nowhere, but last year they were this close to getting back. So I think the Bengals jump out hot. And by the way, right now, and this is, I think, too ambitious, but maybe this ends up happening. Right now, I think the Bengals only lose one game, and that's at Jacksonville. I think they go 16-1, beat the Chiefs, and get that number one seed. I think they're going to play motivated and with a chip on their shoulder to start the season. You watch. And then I think the Bengals, I think, look, I don't know if this will be my final prediction, but right now, I have them winning the Super Bowl. And... We are fans of, the, of a team, if you're a Bengals fan listening to this. We are Bengals fans, and we are a fan of a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. That is something that I take very seriously, and I am thankful for. Even though they haven't won it yet, the fact that they are irrelevant and they are playing for a championship every single year, that should matter to you. It matters to me. Right now... In my NFL uh, predictions that I do on Playoff Predictor, really great website, highly recommend it. I have the Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, and Jaguars, one through four division winners in the AFC. The Steelers is the five, the Ravens is the six, and then the Jets as the seventh seed. In the NFC, I've got San Francisco, Dallas, Minnesota, and New Orleans, one through four. My three wild cards are Philly, Detroit, in Seattle. And I have the Niners opposing the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So getting revenge over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Well, the countdown is on. The countdowns are on a lot of places. Uh, the day one tour coming to Columbus, if you're uh, a fellow Central Ohioan and you're thinking of uh, getting out on Thursday night, I will hope to see you at the Brew Dog Dog Tap for the day one tour. Dan Horde along with Scott Satterfield, Wes Miller, and Katrina Merriweather will be on site for a Q&A from fans. Light appetizers and drinks will be provided. If you registered, 
for the event at the BrewDog Dog Tab. We are 46 days away from the University of Cincinnati officially being a member of the Big 12. 109 days away from the Bearcats season opener. 130 days away from the Big 12 opener. We are 117 days away from the Bengals season opener at Cleveland. 132 from the Bengals and Rams game rematch of Super Bowl 56 on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. And then 229 days until Bengals Chiefs rematch last year's AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. But who's counting anyway? Uh, I do know this. I want to take a minute and wish this woman who has been a very, very important figure in my life, uh, a very important woman in my life, uh, Osla Meekin out in Denver, Colorado. She is celebrating a birthday today. I had the opportunity to go out there to celebrate her birthday two years ago in Boulder. So I wish I could be there today, but uh, I know she's partying. I know she's having a good time. And um, I just want to say happy birthday, Oslem, to you. I love you, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. And Colorado's got a great, great program, uh, potentially this year with Deion Sanders at the helm. And also, Oslem's daughter, Cirilla, who has been just a really, really, uh, really close. We've been so close, our, both our families, throughout our lives. So I want to take a minute and say a congratulations to Cirilla on graduating from Boulder, University of Colorado Boulder, last week. A lot of celebrations going on uh, in my life. A lot of celebrations. My sister graduated this past weekend, so it's just a really great time to, you know, to be alive. And uh, I'm thrilled to be with you as the Bearcats make their transition to the Big 12. So really looking forward to that. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. And tomorrow I will be doing my annual state of the program following the conclusion of the second transfer portal window. Neil Meyer is going to potentially, um, we're working uh, we're working some things out, but he's going to join me on Thursday to help preview the day one tour and then on Friday, I will have a special recap of that event and my biggest takeaways from the Q&A with Dan, Scott, Wes, and Katrina. So great week coming up. Great stuff I'm working on for the football season. Can't wait to share them all with you. So plenty of great content coming up. On locked on Bearcats this week. Glad to be back. I'm battling through allergies, but hey, I'm here. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore 92 ends and an ATI. Instagram, Alex Frank nine underscore. Email Alex three Frank at gmail.com. Looking forward to being back with all of you tomorrow, right here on Locked On Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.